You okay, love? What happened? <laughs> I just feel like I kept messing up. And I just feel so bad because I just know how much this, <laughs> this meant to baby. I know you're not a dancer like that. I'm not expecting you to go onto like the biggest fucking stage to drag and not freeze up a little bit. Like that's not fair to put that pressure on you. So like, yeah, I am a bit annoyed, but like love you lot. So like, don't do that to yourself. I messed up as well. I messed no, up my lyrics. Uh... There were so many points where like, I was hitting things and I looked around and just like, no one else is doing the same thing as me. I know everybody's like really down. I don't want to like be that, that person. But I feel like I was really confident on stage. I really had fun. Were we in the same girl group? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting with Starlet. It's it's interesting because of what how Starlet was last week, right? Got that very very high praise from RuPaul. Like never seen a look like that in the entrance look like that before. Just like loving the shit out of her. She's gorgeous, right? She's absolutely gorgeous. And my suspicions were correct. Like this is. That's all there kind of is right now, right? Uh, I Here's my final kind of idea about Starlet. I think that she's an indoor kid and is painted and expected to be an outdoor kid. Yes, I think when you look like that kind of glamazon, the expectation is that you are an outdoor kid. But, like, I'm getting big, you know, indoor kid, like, video games with the headphones on into yes. a kid. Not just yes. playing on the rug that looks like roads on a t in a town. Yeah. I think she's like this geeky nerd who can look gorgeous. And like you see it when she walks into the workroom after the I think it's like the next day after the dance rehearsal segment. Mm -hmm. When she walks in the workroom, they're all kind of doing their own little bits and whatever. Right. And she does this thing and I think she thinks that she's being goofy. I think she thinks that she's being wild and wacky and it, it it's just not coming off that way. And it's not just the tape, you know, when she's on stage, it's even in the workroom. I, I was getting the glamour of like Aiden Zane out of drag with her. Yeah. And, and that kind of similar energy level that like, I think in a way, I mean, no, everyone doesn't have to be a Danny Beard. Everyone doesn't have to be, like, the biggest voice in the room or, like, a huge personality. But I feel like then that very much, very quickly becomes an excuse for, for being too small. And, like, if you're in this situation, you kind of got to, you know, turn up the, loo the, the loose and see what shakes juice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wonder, I mean, she, she's clearly, like, thinking that she did great. And I, I, I understand how she might have felt that way. Like, no, I was having a good time. But, like, she obviously messed up. Did they show us a different run-through? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, was, when were you feeling your most confident? When you literally stopped and looked around to see what the choreography right. was? Was that when you were feeling like you were having the most fun? It's, <laughs> I mean, it's so, like, it, there is this, this interesting, like, you know, cognitive dissonance that they're showing all the whole episode. I mean, it's so perfectly summed up by Michelle when she was like, yeah, there's this lyric in her song about how I'm a little bit goofy. And I was like, babe, tell your face. <laughs> I mean, that's, that was so funny. Cause it's like, thank you. Like, stop telling me you're goofy. Like, um, you're no, you're not. Yeah. I mean, her runway was kind of goofy, but the look in the challenge was not. When she sung that lyric, I was like, um, no. <laughs> I, yeah. I just don't believe you. 
I think the goofiest we got this episode was right before she lip synced and when she was like, I don't know if you've ever seen a neon demon lip sync before, but you're going to see one now. And it was like, oh, is this it? Are you being goofy now? Is oh, is this like, goofy? I, I, yeah, I feel like you could hear a producer off screen going, oh, so is this you being goofy? <laughs> is this you being goofy? <laughs> <laughs> it's more Donald Duck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting mini. Um, sorry, you know. Yeah, Daisy, not not. Yeah, not, not even, not even Mini. Mini had a personality. Daisy was just a, just a cum dumpster by the lake, you know. She was, yeah, no. Daisy was kind of a harlot, wasn't she? I, my understanding, she went, she, yeah. I saw everything in that skirt. Yeah, Daisy Duck, <laughs> like every hole was a goal, and you know, <laughs> beaks were, <laughs> beaks were peak, you know. <laughs> uh huh. No, absolutely. She's peeking into lots of people. Absolutely. Um, honk, 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 honk. <laughs> uh huh. Daisy. Um. So yeah, she Starlet. It's. Mm, I've seen so many seasons of this show, and I feel like I'm at this point now where most of this cast, in particular. I can clock as the editors telling me that they're going to go far versus middle of the road versus going home very soon. And Starlet, I, I guess I was thrown by RuPaul's comment, but let me tell you, Mary, there was no way she was going to like come out of her shell. Right. And and to be honest, and I, 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 I think this is also coming from similarly. I've seen so many seasons of the show and we have dissected almost every season of the show. And so you just, I feel like be, because of that in particular, like that overexposure, I kind of feel like Queens in terms of what we've seen Queens, like just may and Starlet, there's a part of me that's like, what are you doing here? And it's not their fault. They were cast on the show, but like these feel like such like, it just feels like they had like what we're seeing is such limitations compared to the rest of the queens, either in their personality or their drag aesthetic or their or whatever, and or their you know actual drag abilities. That it, I feel like bringing a queen. Like I feel like what did you see in the audition from Starlet that suggested that she was one of the ones to pick for the season? Be- uh, well, she's because she's she paints beautifully she's gorgeous there's a crystal versace yeah you're right you're right but there's a crystal versace quality but you're right no you're right tons of queens do we're casting for a tv show here and so there is also somebody has to go home first though right well sure sure but but usually it's a little less obvious you know um so i don't know and i it's a weird thing to be frustrated by but it just kind of felt like i guess to, to throw a rose at something like Canada's Drag Race, at least they keep me guessing every week, you know? Whereas this, it was like, boy, like, you're, there, was no, there was no comparing, you know, like what Starlet was going to be able to do in a performance challenge versus, like, most of these other queens, you know? I wonder what the background tea of Starlet's elimination is, because let me tell you, Mary, when she was doing that confessional at the end, she had been crying and she had been crying a lot. Mm. And they just didn't show any of that. And mm-hmm. I just wonder what we missed. I also wonder, like, she really had no idea? You mean that, like, that she... She was going to go home. Right. I mean, that, that's... A... That lip sync was a bloodbath, Mary. John Burr's, like, polished the floor with her. Yeah. Yeah, no. She, I mean, she was bring. She was giving me John Bonet, and she... <laughs> 
<laughs> you're really trying to you're really trying to push that. I, well, no, she's trying to push it because that's the actual origin of her drag name. So I'm just recognizing the you know Chombos, Jabba's. Yeah. I'm gonna keep calling her Jabba's. This was this was truly uh, you know another tragedy in the basement on Christmas morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, I have this whole other, like, maybe a Patreon discussion, and I think we've even had it before of, like, the <laughs> thank you. The fact that John Bonet Ramsey is actually, like, a frequent drag reference. It's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. And so, like, listen, <laughs> I'm only dies, acknowledging right? what's already being done here. It's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. But there is this, like, it's like people talk about her like she's baby Jessica. It's like, well, baby Jessica survived. It was a triumph. So it's <laughs> easier to joke that, about I think it. Who is my baby? Because that one also, did then that there, get read on Down Under? Yes, Lindy Chamberlain, because she was falsely accused and all of that. Right, so it's, like, actually right. super tragic. Yes. But I would say there's a similar level of, like, you know, uh, of joking about something that's like, oh, it's, it's, boy, have we really put that on a, an interesting shelf in our cultural lexicon. You know? I th yeah, and I guess the uh, with comedy, with anything that's really dark, right, you're just supposed to just kind of put that compassion away and laugh about it because it is yeah. awful. But it does, like, create legs of its own, you know, and it just kind of walks away from everything and JonBenet Ramsey you could just say that name and like oh I'm gonna make a JonBenet Ramsey joke and it's so far because yes. of what culture has done it, right. it is so it is that dark that culture has just or society has just completely just cut it off Cut the umbilical cord away from what it's really attached to. Right, from like the, the awful human tragedy that it was. It is, it is awful. Yeah, it is, I know. I don't think it was really solved, right? I, I don't know. There's all there's been documentaries about it. I don't know if it's been solved. I just, you know, and like I'm not sitting here being right, rushed about Bonet. it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, like I was thinking, boy, that's a great drag king name, John Bonet, you know? Because it's got like, especially for like a drag, Dragula, you know, uh, contestant, mm. it's such got such a, a dark undertone to it. But I, it's probably because she was a child beauty pageant star, and so there is that kind of, you know, almost that Marilyn Monroe like uh, glamour meets tragedy thing that like there is kind of a, a, a I don't know, an alluring quality about that. Oh, anyway. Anyway, um, sorry. We were tangent. talking about Starlet, who. Is not John Benet or John Burrs, but uh, yes, no, she lost. She, she lost that lip sync. Yeah. And I just, I'm wondering, like, because she cried, right? And it was she not prepared? Was she that tired? I just don't know. I don't, I'm not used to people being that upset by going home second. You know, I could see them being angry, but she didn't seem angry. She seemed really just kind of sad. Well, and I mean, sure, the face tape was kind of, you know, Nicole Kidmaning some of her expressions. Oh, but, sure. you know, when she said, you know, thank you for making my dream come true. And now I need to go find a new one. Oh, that was a slap in the face. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it was like and then no exit line. You right. know, it was really like uh, it, it was intriguing, you know, like uh, someone who was more of a diva might do all this on purpose because it's memorable. But uh -huh. um I don't know. I would love to. I mean, I did not read, you know, the Pink News post-show interview with Starlet. So there's probably more. There's probably something in gaynews.uk that I could, you know, 
extract more from. But I also kind of love love the mystique of like, you know, not to be confused with mystique of a queen like this who goes home second, who never comes out of their shell, who doesn't give an exit line. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of intriguing. What did you do? Yeah. I, I, she the one that is Gothi Kendall? The, the daughter? I think that was or the house Sminty. Of? Oh, it's Sminty. Because I was getting like major Gothi Kendall during that yeah. lip sync. Yeah, no, same. And that lip sync, I mean, uh, you know, it was almost, again, it was, there was a part of it was like, I mean, to quote Graham Norton and Tony Collette, what a waste. You know, because yes. like she didn't. Yes, what a waste! What a waste! Uh, she didn't. What a waste! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could have done something with this lip sync. Exactly. Yeah. But you can't so... take responsibility for anything. <laughs> and now your dream is dead. <laughs> yeah. So now I have to watch you not lip sync. Well, John Burrs is trying her best because because no one can admit anything they didn't do. And now your dream is dead. And so, now your yeah, yeah. now your sister is dead. <laughs> I mean, even that, like, not to keep harping on the John Bonet thing, but like, there's the way in which and now your sister is dead is really funny when you extract it from the context because of the beat of it. You know what I mean? Like a yes. refrain of like, and now your sister is dead. <laughs> no, I get it, Mary. I yeah. It. So, uh, wait, how did we get there? Oh, yeah, because she wasn't. It's like if your tape is impeding you that much you're a drag queen right it's like sure the illusion is important but you're also supposed to be like a moving walking thing you're not a picture and i feel like that is a rub that's happening with a lot of drag queens now it's they're all concerned about what they look like when they're still and on instagrams instead of like the moving art of it all in a club and entertaining people or on a stage or wherever they are well, and I think also, also on top of that, like, and this is season four of Drag Race UK and season 8,000 of Drag Race in general, like, never more have people known what they're getting into. You know what I mean? And so I kind of feel like there's, I understand the Jasmine Masters RuPaul Drag Race done fucked up drag. I totally get that. I feel like, yes, there's a lot of truth to that. But in the bubble of if you're going on the on the game show of Drag Race, I always think about this as like, I would never go on that show if I didn't know how to dance. I would never go on that show if I didn't get singing lessons. I'd never go on that show and not know how to sew because you know it's you It's a have very to specific brand, yes. Yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting because this is going to spill over into our drag extravaganza Huluween episode. But like the idea of Drag Race done ruined drag, you watch that Halloween special and I'm just like, this is, this is a product of RuPaul's Drag Race. This whole aesthetic. Mm -hmm. That's going to be, I am excited to talk about that. So folks, that is going to be, if you're, well, you know, and this will be a little free preview if you're listening on the main feed, but if you're a Patreon, uh, either way, on the main feed this week for free, we are going to talk about uh, the Huluween drag extravaganza. And yeah, I agree. I think it's it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting bye-bye product. You know what I mean? Like it's it's further down the chain. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting you said bye bye because then I went bye bye bye. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you know. Yeah. So um, so Starlight Starlight goes home. Um. I, I I don't think the show is gonna lose anything except her looks, and and we can see those on Instagram. Is that so? Is is that a so horrible of me to say? I 
I don't know. I'm just like, well, we're going to see her looks. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, I th- I think Rue was very generous to give her mm-hmm. that that, you know, last week of like that's the best entrance look I've ever seen. And I, that seems to be like you peaked. You peaked when you walked in, you know? I mean, I think that's kind of what happened. Um no, I don't think we're going to lose anything from like the reality you know, show. Reality yeah. show except for the South African accent, which I was appreciating and enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, listen, Drag Race South Africa is probably weeks away from casting. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> no. All right, Marys. Uh, we're going we're gonna to kind of leave our opening discussion there. But uh, before we go on and talk about the rest of the episode, Mary, should we tell them what they're listening to? Well, of course, they're listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and no skinny waists, no snatched crowns. And my name is Colin, and welcome, Twigs. <laughs> hey, Twigs. Hey, Twigs. It's, it's kind of like on Down Under. Hey, Queen. Uh, or, or, you know, listen, Queen. Yeah. This is great, Queen. Or hey, Saint on Dragula. Right. Just, hey, Twigs. Hey, Twigs. I feel like Rue had to ask. So, what do I, what do I call you? What do you, <laughs> what do you want me to say casually? F F K. Yeah. Are you more F-K-A? of an F K A? See, the thing is, what's hard about that is it <laughs> starts critiquing her name. <laughs> oh my God. I when she walked out, I was like, oh. This is an inspiration for Evie Oddly. I feel like Evie Oddly would do great FKA Twigs cosplay. Yes, maybe not Snatch Game, please, but certainly like just do the look. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Uh, well, let's let's jump in, and uh, before we do, we'll take a quick little break. Yeah, we didn't really say this on the first ep- episode with uh, Jeannie, but indeed we are going to be covering the rest of the season on Patreon. You've probably figured that out by now. If you'd like to join us for the rest of Drag Race UK. And catch up on blockbuster seasons like Drag Race Down Under Season 2, Canada's Drag Race Season 3, our Only Marys episodes, hundreds and hundreds of archives, all at patreon.com slash allrightmary. Mary. 